Welcome to Better Worlds, a podcast exploring geek culture across mediums. I'm Trevor. I'm Matthew. And I'm Dustin. In this episode, we are going to be talking about some of the things that happened at Comic-Con. Before we jump into that, do we have any follow-up? Well, or preliminary mini-topics? Preliminary mini-topics. Number one, uh, per the discussion from listeners in the Slack channel after the Wonder Woman discussion, or the Wonder Woman episode, for some reason we were talking about Logan. I don't remember why, but I watched it, and it is indeed crunchy and cringeworthy. Um, I felt like it had value. I wouldn't say it was my favorite Marvel movie, but I could see why it was good. I would ask you to clarify cringeworthy. Like the, the uh, brutality of the, um, violence, I guess. Right. Why? I just wanted to point out that you don't mean cringeworthy. Like, like it was bad. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean like it was pretty brutal. Okay. Um, I did have a question for you guys. Whenever they are making Wolverine or some other mutant that has adamantium skeleton, do they just put adamantium plates over the bones or do they like inject the whole skeleton with adamantium? How does that work? Um, I believe it goes, it's been represented back and forth, but I think they're currently on like infused. He weighs a lot. Like, they don't talk about that a ton, but he's, like, really far over um, what a standard... I think he's, like, what have I seen? Like, seven or 800 pounds because it's mostly just lightish bones filled in with a very dense metal. Okay. So then that leads me to my next point with logan in that that's bad news for laura like they should have thought of that before they injected a child's bones with adamantium because a child is going to grow and i don't think the metal is going to grow with her yep (laughs) (laughs) um i don't think she's that uh i don't think she's that yeah, I think she's pretty full grown when they do it in the comics, but I guess they didn't think about that for the movie. Oh, she's she's a real character. Yes, X twenty three. I thought she's Wolverine oh. right now because Wolverine's dead. For real? Wow. Yep. Well, you can tell I don't follow Marvel comics. So I think this is weird. I think she was initially made as a character in a cartoon show that was made to promote the original set of X-Men movies. And then she was popular enough in that, that she went on to being introduced in the actual comics. So then she was popular enough in that, that she made it into an X. It's really weird that way. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't think she would, uh, make it for long in the movie incarnation. Because of the whole bone thing. Yeah. 
I guess she would be regenerating, though, so that might... But yeah, that would just make horrible deformities more than anything. Mm-hmm. Or would her regenerative powers just make her end up remaining a child forever? Um, She'd still have to fight. Uh, I mean, if you want to be technical, the mutant abilities aren't supposed to manifest until you're until you hit um being a teenager so she's but hers weren't intrinsic like they or did they were they like test tube kids or how was that and i, don't I think she that. wasn't i think she was like literally a clone like okay, just me yeah. and that's pretty close to what they do in the i mean that is what they do in the comics she's just a female clone of wolverine hmm. well interesting plot questions another topic that i wanted to talk with you guys about was um it popped into my mind while i was working with a hammer (laughs) and for some reason i was telling the people i was working with i'm going to go all john henry on this and uh proceeded to use the hammer and then I was thinking about John Henry and Paul Bunyan and other and uh, Johnny Appleseed and other folk heroes. And I was wondering what you guys think of the idea of them as America's first superheroes. Great discussion. Um, <laughs> the first superhero was George Washington when he gained his... Uh, truth-telling abilities from that radioactive (laughs) cherry tree. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like that is an early precursor to the way we talk about superheroes. Folk heroes had superhuman strength and abilities. Well, if you're going with the movie Unbreakable, there have been people with abilities represented beyond that of mortal men throughout every age. So, yeah, I mean, it fits the unbreakable theory. Well said. Was John Henry super strong? I think he, he, in his endurance, maybe. He hammered his way through a mountain. (laughs) That's pretty strong. I thought the whole point of John Henry was that a human beat a machine or that a machine was not superior to a human but if he was in fact transhuman or superhuman in some sense then that would kind of defeat the the moral of the story wouldn't it well i think the fact that he died at the end kind of defeats the moral of the story in a way right (laughs) yeah I'll admit it's been a while since I've read my John Henry. Um, but I was under the impression that he was like a supreme form of human, a supreme form of railroad worker. I thought he was just a regular blue collar guy, like the vulture (laughs) with some alien tech. (laughs) Maybe his hammer was alien tech. I bet it was. It was probably actually Mjolnir. (laughs) (laughs) so he was a superhero (laughs) no no he was just worthy okay (laughs) i am gonna go out on a limb and say i do not think he had any sort of 
superhuman traits. And if anybody wants to prove me wrong, they can feel free to do so. See, I just feel like it's almost not even fair to use that term, applying it to a class of people before they're, I don't know, like, to a degree, it feels like a backwards projection of present values or concepts into an age in which they might have some similarities, but you can't categorically apply them because of the dissonance in history. I don't know. Are you talking to my original idea? Maybe your original idea generally. Okay. That like, in a way, they're superheroes. The question if they're the first American superheroes? They, In a way, they bear superhero traits, but you, it doesn't... I'm not sure that the idea of a superhero makes sense before it naturally occurs in our in the way that we're used to it occurring in our history because yeah i guess i'm i'm wondering if they are like the evolutionary ancestors of modern superheroes okay that's that's fair that's that's more of what i was thinking of when i said the first superheroes yeah uh, that i could get behind i would say they are perhaps the first american incarnations of an archetype which includes superheroes <laughs> am i talking around this enough that we can <laughs> make it make <sighs> never mind <laughs> i liked the evolutionary ancestor analogy yeah take that trevor fine fine i will now die after beating the machine well <laughs> are you calling me a machine <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> never mind the deck is stacked against me um just pointing out a, a human would have picked up the sorry no anyway <laughs> that does not compute <laughs> i'm sad there wasn't a weird electronic thing there um anyway so on to our main topic with tidbits from Comic-Con. There was something with Stranger Things, and this is as much as I can contribute to the conversation. <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, Stranger Things things <laughs> at Comic-Con? Um, <laughs> I just recently finally watched Stranger Things, and... I liked it a lot. Preach it. But I guess that's about season one, not about the Comic-Con stuff. But I, I avoided Stranger Things for a while because I have no interest in horror stuff. Um, but then when I finally watched it, I realized what I was missing. So it's actually really good. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to be interested in horror to like it. No, I would say no. It's just, it's a good story with good characters and it's well made. Um, the ad, I, I have one thing to say about the, the new trailer, but it relates to something we're going to talk about later. Really? Yeah. I guess I can just bring that up later when it comes. So as for the Comic-Con stuff, I don't know if I have much to say. <laughs> do you dustin it was just exciting to see the kind of the story direction that they were going to be 
uh, going. This is our first glimpse into how the story is going to progress from season one. Um, and so it was exciting to watch that. And I'm having a, l- a little bit of difficulty not speaking in too much specifics um, because Matthew hasn't seen it. So, yeah. And we are going to stay away from spoilers for all the stuff we talk about. Yeah. I think um, basically I feel like the season two trailer would be a spoiler for season one. Oh, for sure. So if you haven't seen season one, don't watch the season two trailer. Yeah. Um, but for the record, I, you should definitely watch season one. I don't think there's a high, I don't rate it as very likely that I'm going to go watch it. So I don't really mind if there are spoilers. Well, I don't want to give spoilers to other people though. Yeah. I'm, it was more of a reference point for not necessarily here, just in general. Okay. Can I ask why you don't plan on watching it? Uh, doesn't seem appealing to me. That was exactly the reason I didn't plan on watching it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, things, I, I don't know, it's generally the feel doesn't appeal to me. And then the things that, and like 80s nostalgia isn't something that particularly appeals to me. And government conspiracies, which from what I've read, there's some element of that to it, do not appeal to me in the slightest. So why do you want to watch The X-Files? I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> that was what I th- made me... I watched it and it, like... I don't know. The weirdness of that seemed interesting, but it got so bogged down with government conspiracy all the time, every time, at every level, that I was like... I petered out somewhere in, like, maybe season three or end of two. I don't know. <laughs> I've tried getting Aaron to watch Stranger Things with me. She is super bad with anything remotely stressful <laughs> um, or frightening on television, especially at night. Uh, so we've watched a few episodes during the daytime, and she likes the story and wants to see it to fruition, but at the same time she hates the story because it's scary and... Um, so it's, it's kind of a, I guess she sees that it's, it's well done as Trevor was saying that it's got a good story, but at the same time, she doesn't like all of the stress along the way, but she is, I feel a pretty extreme example of becoming too involved in the show and getting stressed out. I honestly don't feel like it's too heavy on the nostalgia factor. It's same set in the eighties, but it's not dwelling on that fact. It's, it's set in the eighties and it is period accurate, but it's not about the nostalgia. I don't think. Yeah. It's not ready player one by any means. Yeah. Which is why I said, I didn't want to, <laughs> Oh, I see. I, I, I imagine we'll talk more about that when we get to ready player one, but that is exactly the parallel I was going to draw. Gotcha. Or non-parallel. The things I've read about it focused very heavily on how great that 80s nostalgia was. Well, they were making something that was not made a priority in the show itself. 
is the government conspiracy thing an accurate assessment? I can neither confirm nor deny that assessment. That that's a good answer on a couple levels. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's roughly the same level as ET on the conspiracy front. I don't think it's it's not anywhere near as deep as like X Files or Fringe. No. But yes, there are people who want to clean up and cover up just to like contain the situation. It's kind of like X or uh, Men in Black 2. Like not Men in Black 2, but <laughs> Men in Black, comma, 2. <laughs> so it's a meta commentary on that? That doesn't actually have any of the trappings of like things like, oh, there's a big conspiracy thing here. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> You're just drawing us in, trying to give us, make us uh, talk more in depth about it. I don't care. We can drop the conversation right here, and I'm done. I'm fine with it. We probably should anyway. The, pr- the problem is that we're the ones who want to convince you that you should watch it, <laughs> right? And yeah. so we're inclined to say more, even though we don't want to say too much about the plot. <laughs> I would say the very oh, well. I was about to say something about the nostalgia again, but then I remembered we're talking about the conspiracy aspect. Um. What ignoring the government conspiracy thing, what do you think of say science gone wrong stories? Uh it depends on how it's handled. If it gets too heavy handed, it can be kind of dumb. Um, but then there's sometimes like uh like Jurassic Park where a good time can be had by all. So in Jurassic Park it was okay because it was a private entrepreneurial pursuit rather than a government funded thing. But there wasn't a whole thing of like the driving notions of the plot weren't about a conspiracy lurking on the edges with people looking about and trying to figure out what's going on. Like everyone was on, everyone knew, even though it was a secret thing, the audience and all the people in the, in the movie knew what was going on. Okay. I bet you hate mystery movies. I don't like mystery movies generally, yeah. Mostly because they're... Mysterious. Uh, not mysterious, but like you know it's going to be solved by the end and it's going to be... Like there has to be some other redeeming values other than just the mystery because then it, if it's inartfully done, it's like you can see it coming from a mile away. And like, okay, I don't hate Sherlock. I like Sherlock, but that's a lot of like character interactions that are enjoyable. I want to like Sherlock so bad, but it just doesn't do it for me. There are a lot of character interactions in Stranger Things that are very enjoyable. Yes. Okay, but that's not something that's going to sell me on things overall. Just I was, but okay, fair enough. It was more a. I was trying to think of a mystery that I wasn't poo pooing. And I'm just trying to turn your words against you. And then I poo pooed it. <laughs> <laughs> I. This was easier when only Dustin liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm saying you have to like what I like. It's just this particular situation is frustrating because I felt exactly the same way. I had zero interest. I was tired of people telling me how good it was. I didn't want to hear another person say I needed to watch it. And then I watched one episode and I was completely hooked. So. I guess there's not much more to say. Besides the internet, you two are the only people that I've talked to who 
have said anything about it. It's the quality, not the quantity. No, I was just comparing Trevor's experience of sounding like uh, there were lots of people that he actually talked to who said things about it. Well, most sure. of those people were on the internet. <laughs> I did know a few in person as well. Matthew, if you ever felt gracious enough to give it one, give the first episode a chance, we think you might like it because we like it and we have similar tastes in some areas. I want to bring up Top Gun. <laughs> you mean uh, one of the classic 80s movies of all time? <laughs> a swarm favorite? It's just set in the 80s, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah I was referencing that it was made in the 80s and I guess therefore set in the not therefore but also set in the 80s but they don't like play any 80s video games or anything <laughs> so it's not really about 80s nostalgia no you're right it's not 80s nostalgia <laughs> <laughs> this oh man I should probably watch that at some point we're gonna cover <laughs> enough topics that we're gonna have like all the worst hot takes on this episode <laughs> Top, Gun. Top Gun is not 80s nostalgia. No, it's not. It's also... You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie, especially if you skip over all the romance parts. <laughs> Which is what I do. <laughs> How but much does that cut out of the movie? That's the whole thing. That's like, then you just get all the airplanes and... <laughs> And everything's fun. Matthew, I will find you the minute and a half clip on YouTube that just has all the airplane stuff and <laughs> send you a link. Why are you sending it to Matthew? Because I'm sure this exists. Matthew, have you not seen it? Because you apparently are okay with fast forwarding I, an I hour that, and 28 minutes of... I said <laughs> that a little bit ago. Here's the difference. A minute and a half of airplanes. Here's the difference. It's Well, for one, it's not a minute and a half. <laughs> for two... I've seen the whole movie before and I just choose to watch the parts that I like. <laughs> I'm just saying the cost benefit. That's a lot of fast forwarding for the amount of airplanes that you're seeing. It's not, not if you have a, a skip button, <laughs> what just, you just press next chapter. It skips right, right ahead. I watch everything on streaming platforms. Well, I don't. So, Take that. And yes, Dustin, I said at some point I should watch this movie so I can reference oh. things, actually, or understand yeah, the reference. you would like but it. But I also... I, <laughs> Let's watch that at the, the cookout. I thought we were going to watch... It's the, a Pacific Rim Top Gun double feature. I see no problems with this. Those seem closer than I actually thought. But now <laughs> you bring that up, it's like, hmm, that, that actually probably... Not the most dissonant two movies ever. I don't know. I haven't seen one of them. I'm so depressed that I also haven't seen one of them. <laughs> and it's the different one. That is a weird setup. I've seen them both, and they're both wonderful. If you were going to pick the three of us and have one of us have this configuration where there's two movies, one person's seen both, and then the other two people have seen one of them, this is not what I would have imagined. <laughs> 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 for me to have seen both of them yes i wouldn't have imagined you being the crossover person oh what who would be the crossover person i'm not actually sure but dustin okay. would have been if there was going to be one person who's only seen one of them it would have been top gun for dustin 
given how much he likes the movie. <laughs> this this isn't a productive area of conversation. We should really move on to... Um, actually, do we want to segue to talking about Pacific Rim? Since we're already halfway sure. talking about it. Let's talk about something that is definitely way better than Top Gun. Well, it, uh, Dustin, what are your feelings? Well, we don't about know. Pacific we haven't Rim? seen this one. <laughs> I still know. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what are your feelings about Pacific Rim Uprising and what you saw at Comic-Con? I am so excited for another Pacific Rim movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I Is loved there anything the about it? <laughs> anything yeah, about I, it that you're not excited about? <laughs> <laughs> there is. There are two things. <laughs> but first, let me talk about how much I love giant robots fighting giant monsters. Like, there's... <laughs> that's just... A, an awesome movie and yeah everyone should go see pacific rim trevor definitely will later um go see as if it's still in theaters (laughs) (laughs) you can find some way of doing it like the whole digital streaming thing that trevor just espoused i need i need to explain to the listeners what is going on with this (laughs) i want to say i did not choose not to see pacific rim I have really, really wanted to see Pacific Rim for a long time, and the universe has conspired to keep me from it. Um, I have no idea how I missed it in theaters. Literally no idea how that happened, because I was excited for it to come out. The library copy that I checked out was scratched, and I only got to watch about the first 40 minutes. Weren't they awesome? I tried to watch it. What? Weren't they awesome? The first 40 minutes? Yeah. Yes, they were. <laughs> I then tried to watch the movie on an airplane. They had this special setup where you could like pick from a whole bunch of different movies. And I was really excited because Pacific Rim was on the list. But it was very, very low quality. And so I just I stopped. I figured it was better not to watch it that way. Because it was like, it was, it was very, <laughs> I, it's hard for me to quantify how low quality this was. Think of the lowest quality video you've ever seen on YouTube. And then think maybe like a quarter that quality. (laughs) So it fell off the airplane, the back of an airplane and they picked it up. Exactly. Um, Like you could barely tell what was going on on the screen. So I just stopped watching it because I thought this is probably a movie that should look really nice when I watch it. So I still haven't found a way to watch it. I don't think it's ever been on Netflix or anything so, one day, I will see this movie. In a couple weeks? Wait, is Pacific Rim Uprising coming out in a couple weeks? No, 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 no. no. Pacific so, Rim is going to be viewed by you in a couple weeks. On the Oh, night. because of the cookout. Yeah, oh, yes. right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Even though we literally just talked about it. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I will see it two weeks from now. So I just want to say I, I've i tried. I've tried my utmost to see this movie. Dustin, you would really like the 90s series of Godzilla movies because those focus heavily on like building giant robots to fight monsters. I remember watching Godzilla movies when I was a kid and loving them. So I would probably enjoy that too, yeah. <laughs> I think the 90s are supposed to be a little less schlocky than the... 70s ones are yeah probably um so 
for let me just uh, recap a little bit. I love Pacific Rim. <laughs> so I, and I I did not realize that a second movie was in the works. This took me by surprise. And I think whenever my brother texted me a link to the the trailer on YouTube, I was just giggling like a little boy through the whole thing and jaw maybe halfway to the floor because I couldn't believe how incredibly lucky I was. And then at the end, I I had a little bit of hesitation because, and Trevor, you've seen enough of Pacific Rim to, for this not to be a spoiler, but in Pacific Rim, there need to be two Jaeger pilots and they only showed one in the promotional video. And I was like, um, this, this is uh, not right. And then I thought, well, maybe it's just like a propaganda video and they just want to have one star instead of two Jaeger pilots. Or maybe the technology has evolved so that they can just uh, pilot a Jaeger by themselves. Um, And then I read somewhere that that Jaeger pilot was none other than John Boyega. And my heart sank a little bit. Because I love him so much in Star Wars The Force Awakens. And then I realized maybe it won't be so bad. Because this is a different movie. And maybe it's not John Boyega that I hate. Maybe it's just Finn. So I'm holding out hope. I have a hunch that he is going to be a lot less annoying when he's not pretending to be American. That could be a good point. Or thirsty on a desert planet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, I am approaching John Boyega being the Jaeger pilot as a possible opportunity for him to redeem himself in my eyes (laughs) as if he really cares. But, uh, I'm, I will watch the movie regardless of who's in the Jaeger because, Jaegers and Kaiju. Um, the one thing I was going to say that makes me uh, have some level of reservation about the sequel is that Guillermo del Toro is not involved. Oh no. Which was actually before, like, but hearing that concept with him being attached, I was like, oh, I would expect this to be a very good movie because he especially when there are creatures in movies he is very artsy and like literally gets in and does like designs and clay sculptures and stuff of the monsters themselves and he's very involved with that which i appreciate the monsters were definitely half of what i loved so much about the movie you could tell a lot of them had more than passing design thought given to them so i liked that is he busy with something else or just not interested in this? Um, I think he has his own project. Like he's at the point of saturation where he's doing like several different things, but he had some movie coming out that had like maybe water in the title. I just realized that Guillermo del Toro and Benicio del Toro are not the same person. <laughs> It finally clicked in my brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not the same person. 
because uh, Benicio is going to be in The Last Jedi. And I was thinking that seemed really weird, but it just it finally came together. Oh, <laughs> the one um, – I don't know if that's actually something he's attached to. At the, there's – they keep talking about doing a – at the mountains of madness movie that he's attached to. But I think that's one of those, like it's all, but in development hell type things. I could I see know. him doing a job, a good job with that. Well, I think that's what everyone likes, but then they're like, well, if you're going to do, I think that studios just look at it as like, that's going to be a little bit too weird of a movie to have mainstream appeal. But then they want to, if you were going to do it, you'd want to give like a big budget to a big director. Right. I don't know. Any other thoughts on Pacific Rim Uprising? No, just I would agree with you. Worth keeping an eye out for. All right. Let's move on to Justice League. But before we begin that, let's take a break to acknowledge the fact that we forgot to have a fun Finland fact. I thought we finally made it. We had a fun Finn fact a minute ago in that he's showing up. Oh, that was not a fun (laughs) Finn fact. That was a... (laughs) That was an unfortunate Finn fact, but... (laughs) Can I do this week's fun Finland fact? (laughs) Sure. What's your fun Finland fact? Fun Finland fact. John Boyega is not from Finland. (laughs) (laughs) That is a fun Finland fact. Thank you, Trevor. I've got two more. Um, uh, Relating to our before-show discussion of woods, Forests, including pine, spruce, and birch, cover over 86% of Finland, making the country the largest forested area and largest producer of wood in all of Europe. The next one I thought that some of our listeners might enjoy, Finnish software engineer Linus Torvalds created the open source operating system called Linux. So you can thank Finland for that. I guess I wasn't thinking he was Finnish. Hmm. Neither was I. Trevor, I I applaud you for almost letting us miss that in the episode. I almost made it. You, you almost made it. You missed it by that much. All right, back to something else that you would care strongly about. Justice League. Yay. <laughs> Did either of you guys watch this trailer? I saw the trailer that was attached to maybe Wonder Woman for it. And that, oh, like with Batman on a horse. What was that in that? I don't. Yes, it was not good. Let me just say that. What was not good about it? You mean you didn't like the part where Batman was like, "I'm rich," and then Aquaman oh, was like, Lord. "Yeehaw," yeah. or whatever. That part was awful. Like they said, like, <laughs> "What's your superpower?" I'm rich. That does not sound like something Bruce Wayne should ever say. Like it, I feel like it's a violation of the character. <laughs> Well, in his defense, he also kills a lot of people in in Batman versus Superman, and also that you make great points that that is <laughs> another reason not to. And I just and then watching it, I was like, the Flash seems pretty powerful. Why does he need a team? He can just fix this himself. I don't know. <laughs> I and then I don't know what's going on with the manic Aquaman thing, and I. I, I basically saw that and then watched Wonder Woman and thought, do they have to put her in this? Like, don't don't taint her with this, <laughs> was my feeling. The end. So, no, I did not see this. 
Here's hoping Justice League ends with Flash saying, fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> why Why do you hope it ends with that? Matthew? The end of Age of Ultron involved Thanos opening up oh, a compartment see. and pulling out an empty Infinity Gauntlet and saying, fine, I'll do it myself, even though it doesn't make sense on a couple levels, but okay. Okay. So, I don't know if I watched the new trailer for Justice League. Is there something I should know? Mm-hmm. I th- I thought it was better. Matthew said you didn't watch this one. I did not. Okay. What was interesting about it? Well, uh, it featured Wonder Woman more prominently, which, surprise, surprise, she's been the best-selling, or the most widely appreciated of the DCEU uh franchises so far and also i liked the flash in it i thought he had some funny lines which is also welcome because humor was something that was lacking in other movies or at least quality humor the uh, suicide squad tried to be humorous and just was horribly bad Um, for the two line, do you mind if I tell you the two parts that I thought were funny with the flash? Sure. No, I mean, <laughs> okay. go ahead. Yes. I, I'm I looking do at mind. it now and I have seen this. You have seen but, that Yeah. One. But yeah, okay. uh, go ahead. So I thought it was really funny whenever he is talking to Batman and saying something like, I really appreciate that you guys are all like gung ho to go into battle, but this is my f- first time or something like that. And he's as... Like, I've just pushed people and run away really fast. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then at the end of the, the trailer, um, James Gordon is talking to the Justice League. And uh, he turns around and everyone's gone except for the Flash, which of all the people in the Justice League, he's like the last one I should would think would be still there. <laughs> And he's like, oh, wow, they all left you. That's kind of rude. And then he runs away, too. But So I appreciated the humor. Um, and I don't know. Wonder Woman's in it. Flash doesn't seem like a terrible waste of time. And maybe Batman will be better. I don't know. There's still that Aquaman guy. I do want to give the Justice League movie um, one amount of maybe a a prop, unless they pull a reversal. Um, they don't have the Green Lantern, which would be probably dumb. Oh, okay. So you're going to tell me the... to put the Green Lantern in this, day, aren't you? <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> at the after it says like when the movie's coming out, it does a cut back to. Um, Alfred working in the Batcave and there's some kind of like rumble or something and he looks up and he said um, he told me that you would come I just hope that you were in time or you are in time and I've seen a lot of people saying that they think that's Superman and I've seen a lot of other people thinking that it is Green Lantern and I think it's Superman because I saw red the second time I watched it like as the camera's zooming out you see it just a little glimpse of red like his cape. There is a lot going on in this trailer. 
Well, that's the nature of trailers, or a lot of trailers. Yeah. Did you see the Thor Ragnarok trailer? Not like the new one, but like... Yeah. There's a lot going on in there. Yeah. I mean, and these are Comic-Con trailers, so they're inclined to put in even more than they would for a regular trailer. Right. The villain is Steppenwolf, which is like... I thought that was a band. (laughs) That was... Yeah, that was my isn't first. Isn't he one of the? Isn't he like apocalypse new gaudy? Yeah, he, yes, he is. He's the like the commander of the armies of apocalypse. Um, so they are going with Steppenwolf rather than Darkseid. Well, they probably I, want to. Build I just up remember. To what? Sorry, I was going to say they probably just want to build up to Darkseid, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I just remember uh, seeing a lot of speculation that Darkseid would be the uh, baddie in this movie. Also, in Batman vs. Superman, um, it looked like Darkseid's minions in the uh, dream sequence where Batman is... Well, you guys haven't... Trevor's seen this. So there's a dream sequence where uh, Batman is seeing some kind of (laughs) post-apocalyptic future... And um, there are creatures that look like what could be Apocalypse's minions. And also there's a giant Omega on the ground, oh, which yeah. is That's a symbol. A yeah, symbol used for um, Darkseid. Did I say Apocalypse's minions? I meant Darkseid's minions. Yeah. Are those so, like the kind of bug-like things? Yeah. Parademons? Isn't that what they're called? Because they're not quite... No. Probably. I don't remember. Has Flashpoint been confirmed? A movie about Flashpoint? Yeah. I think I did see something like that, yeah. They did a cartoon one. I heard something about Flashpoint. I don't know if it was confirmed or not, but I heard a lot of people saying that DC was going to use Flashpoint to somewhat reset the DCEU. Um, Not... (laughs) Not like a full reset, but just a way of shifting the status quo towards the more hopeful vision we were talking about in the Wonder Woman episode, rather than just having everything change and being like, this is how it's always been. Nothing's different. Like, just carry on as normal. They will acknowledge that something has changed by using Flashpoint to initiate it. It's just funny because they used Flashpoint to like essentially reset and write out some smooth over continuity because they had been going for so long and then <laughs> like to do it after what will that have been however many or, like if they're if they're incorporating any of that into justice league then it would just be i don't know like we've only had what four or five movies at that point no i don't think it would be in justice league i think it would be another movie and just in case anybody's right. not sure what we're talking about flashpoint is a storyline with the flash doing timey wimey things that change the timeline, right? Yes. Do you want more detail or no timey wimey things is fine. Time travel stuff that changes reality or whatever. So again, I don't know if that's been confirmed, but I saw a lot of people talking about it. So I think there might be a movie in the works. Yeah. I'm trying to look back through Twitter to see. I've seen lists of the confirmed movies from Comic-Con, but I don't remember what they were. But they were not talking about an aspect of Justice League. They were talking about something else. 
Correct. So maybe like the standalone Flash movie that they've got coming up? Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm, I'm not finding anything. Sorry, guys. I should have looked that up beforehand. I just forgot about it. But yeah, there are other um, DC EU movies that were confirmed, and I cannot find the list. So. Well, I mean, they've had a long list of them. Like, they confirmed there's going to. I think they're currently shooting an Aquaman one, right? Like, I think they, they've had that confirmed. There's going to be a Cyborg in a Flash movie. There's probably a Wonder Woman, too, at this point. Yes. And, and, yeah, I think so. Um, I think they want to do a Suicide Squad, too, yeah, for they some do. reason. Take two? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they, like, before Marvel, I remember a couple years ago, before Marvel had come out and announced, like, anything... I think actually Ant-Man had that been, it was like maybe when they only had Ant-Man left to go, ah, they, I hadn't, found a list. they hadn't said anything about what their next plans were and people were getting very antsy about that and worried. Haha, <laughs> antsy. Um, and then DC came out and just listed like, here's all this. Like they just said all their movie production slate. And then Marvel followed up like a, I want to say two weeks later and announced everything we currently know, like that there's going to be a Dr. Strange and Captain Marvel and Black Panther and the, the sequels that exist. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, they've had DC's had their plan in place for a while. Yeah. So the ones that I remember being surprised by in the list were Justice League, Dark, Flashpoint and Shazam. Oh, and Black Adam. For some reason, <laughs> right? Um, he's he's a villain, but he's gonna get his own movie. Shazam! Well, because he's the Rock, isn't he? I mean, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think that's who they cast, and that's probably the main reason why he's getting his own movie. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'd say that's a fair uh, a fair guess. And actually, since we've mentioned Shazam, this is a perfect way to segue to Captain Marvel. Um, for... <laughs> it really is. I want to say, before we carry on, I should have said this earlier. Um, the show notes can be found either in your podcast app or at betterworlds.net slash podcast slash 17. And we will have links to all the different trailers that we're talking about. So, um Stranger Things and Pacific Rim and Justice League and all the other stuff we're about to talk about. If you want to just kind of stop and look at the trailer to see what we're talking about, all those links will be right there. So, yes. Anyway, our back to our segue was Captain Marvel, which is a Marvel movie that's coming out. And incidentally, is probably part of the reason why Shazam is now known as Shazam instead of Captain Marvel, because they didn't want to mix up branding that they saw coming down the line. Um, But Captain Marvel is going to be Marvel's first female-led superhero movie, and other than knowing um, who Captain Marvel was, we didn't have a ton of information about the movie and we got some of the first solid details along with some concept art coming out of comic-con um did either of you see these i did not 
Um, so basically they confirmed that it's going to be a period piece set in the 90s. So all the main movies kind of happen contemporaneous with roughly when they're released. So like Iron Man took place in 2008 and everything since then has been roughly occurring at those same times. So it's interesting because that'll mean that Captain Marvel's been around since then. Um, and they'll have to figure out a reason why that's the, like, why no one else knows about her or ta- has talked about her. Do they have some um, kind of speedster that they could use to reset or change events? I don't know if they'll need to reset anything because they'll do a good job with it. The first no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Touche. That was a sick burn. Um, but anyway, it's going to be set in the 90s. Um, it's going to feature as a supporting character Nick Fury. If they do use a speedster to reset the timeline, then we can tell Matthew that he didn't see it coming. Well, they murdered their only speedster, who wasn't that fast to begin with. Because if he was, he wouldn't be dead. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So I think we're safe on that front. Spoilers, guys. Um Salty. That was vague enough that no one knows who I'm talking about if they haven't seen certain <laughs> movies. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't want to even say the name of the movie now because that would be like linking it as a spoiler. So anyway. They... So are you talking about the guy named Mercury? <laughs> um, no, he dies in the in... prologue of Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I'm not talking about someone who has the speed of Mercury or the wisdom of Solomon or what. That feels like they don't aren't going to want to touch on that in that movie. I don't know. Anyway, Captain Marvel will feature as a supporting character Nick Fury before he has the eye patch. So we'll be getting double eyed Nick Fury, which is I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. You just thought he was born with the eye patch. Good old two eyes. Um, and they are going, and this was the thing that I think surprised a lot of people. They are going to be fighting scrolls, which people thought that scrolls were tied up with the movie rights for, um, like Fantastic Four so that Fox had them. But apparently Marvel can still use scrolls, which are one of the alien races in, uh, it's a shape-shifting alien race in Marvel. So... That was just more plot detail that we had not had prior to this. And um, Captain Marvel, from what I know, is going to be in the Infinity War movie that's coming out, which is like essentially Avengers. I almost want to call it Avengers 4 because Captain America 3 was really Avengers 3. But um, it's the third Avengers movie that will be coming out next May. She's going to be introduced in that, kind of like how they introduced Black Panther in Civil War, and then she's going to get a standalone movie. I want to say that's in... No, it's like July of 2019, maybe. Now I want to look up and see if I'm saying that right. Anyway, do you guys have any thoughts on that? I'm hoping that her scroll-fighting adventures take her off into space. That would make sense. And that's and right, why she's not around for the other stuff. And then she can come back. Maybe even, I don't know, pick up the Guardians of the Galaxy on the way back in or something. Right now in the comics, they have her running sword. 
which is a big it's the extraterrestrial defense thing. like shield protects the world sword protects everything else so it's like got a big space station up in orbit and she's kind of running that they're really good at their acronyms um she <laughs> she also has uh <laughs> an air force background so it wouldn't surprise me if they could tie her in with um uh roadie war machine do you remember in the last episode when I went on a rant about people in comics being lizard people? Uh, no, I don't actually remember that. Do neither of you remember this at all? Not that well, no. <laughs> Never mind. Lizard people. Tell us again. I If you guys don't even remember, then... It's been several weeks. <laughs> it's been several weeks since we talked about this. <laughs> I've been listening to it nonstop. Um, I went on a rant about how I was con- I found it difficult to get into comics because people were always like being replaced by lizard people or robots oh. or <laughs> yeah. Are you remembering at all what I'm talking about now? Vaguely. Yes. I think that I was thinking of the scrolls. Yeah, they're kind of green and not scaly, but they uh, could be mistaken as lizards, I guess. Um, that if you tried to pick up comics anywhere in the like in Marvel in roughly like two thousand seven to two thousand nine, that was a whole protracted event called Secret and in- Secret Invasion. Remind I'm, me. I'm getting, oh, go oh, ahead. I was just saying, I'm getting, it's, I was trying not to confuse it with Secret Empire, which is their current mm. um, boondoggle. <laughs> I am having a, a mind blank. Remind me what the alien race in, oh, the Chitauri. Never mind. <laughs> the sh- okay, so interesting fact, the, maybe not so much interesting as it is lengthy to explain. Um, the Chitauri were, so, Marvel has multiple universes, and the one that they started making in the early 2000s that partially inspired the Avengers movie was called the Ultimate Universe. The Chitari were initially just in the Ultimate Universe, and in there they were the ultimate version of the Skrulls. Okay, that is maybe why I've been confused thinking that the Chitari were Skrulls. They're, yeah, they're ultimate Skrulls. And it was just a different name for them. Okay. But it's confusing because they were in the movie, and if something succeeds in the movie, then it gets put into the main Marvel Universe. Now they exist in the main Marvel Universe as their own thing. So who knows what is anything anymore. <laughs> um, and to correct what I was saying earlier, Captain Marvel comes out in March of 2019, not July of 2019. The sooner the better. I would completely agree. So, which would also lead to another movie that was on the Marvel slate that I am extremely looking forward to, um, which is Black Panther. They showed more things from it at Comic-Con, and um, I think one of the highlights I've seen overall was that they showed some of the footage pieced together that not even the cast had seen yet. So they had a panel with the cast who were then watching um, that footage pieced together 
And it's very heartening because they are watching it and just being very emotional with what they're seeing and feeling, I don't know, like positive about the work they've done. So it seems like the cast got along very well, which probably, which hopefully lends itself to a good movie. I would think, I don't know. I'd say it's an encouraging sign if maybe not a 100% indicator of the quality of it, but um, yeah, don't know. Did you guys have any thoughts on Black Panther? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I don't have a ton to say. Um, there are some really cool pictures of like the various costume designs. That's other than just trailers. That's all I've really seen is the costume designs. Hmm. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be really good. Yeah, the movie, it seems like they're really trying to take the time to do Wakanda justice and to give it a feel that's both advanced but not divorced from the cultural settings in which it's, uh, that it's related to. I guess you can't say a rising out of because it's not directly related to any existing culture. But, um, yeah, and I enjoyed T'Challa and I look forward to hopefully having a focused feature on him that would do him justice. Plus if like Captain America is hanging out in Wakanda from what we've seen, we'll maybe get an update on what's going on with that because in, did I mention this? I don't know if we mentioned this in the Spider-Man homecoming episode. Um, Tony Stark mentioned something about Spider-Man like, Oh, well like, maybe one day you can join the Avengers ish. Like there there was that kind of thing. And correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't the Avengers at this point, like just Tony Stark in the vision and Rhodey on crutches. (laughs) Is the Scarlet witch out? Yeah. They locked her up in that prison. Oh, right, right. And then, um, (laughs) sorry, spoilers for civil war. Go go see it. Um, and maybe that's why he's trying to recruit 15 year olds. Yeah. Cause he's just out of people. Yeah. I mean, granted, having the vision is essentially as good in this version of the vision is as good enough as having your own whole team. Super but <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not hear or was that a, an offended what? It was offended. Okay. <laughs> Were you comparing the vision to Superman? Do we really want to go into this? We really don't. I I was I was I knew it would push a button, so that's why I said it. So how about those politics, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trolling Matthew, <laughs> and I'm trying to bring up something more amicable. <laughs> you want to leave this room? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so any other thoughts on Black Panther? Nope. Twitter tells me it is going to be lit. (laughs) Hey, they said that about the Justice League movie, too. Oh, did they? Yeah. Twitter knows best. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I should see some of the... No. Um, Anyway. (laughs) We can edit that out. You can say Matthew flipped when Dustin said anything about the vision in Superman. 
<laughs> from the moment he says Superman, the next three minutes will just say footage not found. <laughs> and then when we come back, I'm having difficulty speaking out of my swollen mouth, and there's a slight whis- whistling sound from my lack of teeth. Oh my. I'm being generous in assuming Dustin's just saying that he finds them both overpowered and unbalancing on a team. Which, if that is what he is saying, I can understand the criticism since I would make that for Superman, even though I don't think the vision unbalances the teams the way they've done them. That is why I said that. Okay. I mean, like, just just the difference is that you don't... (laughs) They're not like everything doesn't go south, and you don't have the them saying like, "Quick, we need the vision, vision, help us!" And they're all like drowning in their own incompetence, and then the vision shows up and saves them. That's how they write the Justice League. <laughs> the end. I don't like Superman. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so, thoughts on Thor Ragnarok? The new trailer. I kind of have the impression the new trailer shows a lot more than it should yes i'm not Mm. i'm i'm really excited for the movie but not sure if i should be happy that i watched that trailer or not you got to see some loki yeah we knew he was in it the thing that i was kind of ticked about was regarding the fight oh yeah i i didn't really want to see any more of the the fight in the arena so they shouldn't have shown that but um and again we're trying to talk around this stuff because if you don't want to watch the trailer we're not gonna spoil it for you the stuff that you're trying to avoid i feel like they did a lot more like posing and showing off some of the visuals and style of the movie but seeing so much of it kind of makes me worry that it could run the risk of being all flash and style and minimal on substance just kind of like based like they're like oh let's go for this cool awesome pose and striking visual but then they're focused so much on doing that that it detracts from either the story they're trying to tell or just completely supplants it like i'm maybe a little worried about that that's a possibility yeah that's a valid concern um i would also say even if there's not too much of that in the movie the amount that they showed in the trailer runs the risk of setting us up to not be surprised or dazzled by anything we see. Cause you know, they'll, they might show some, some visual that would have been amazing, but we've already seen it in the trailer five times. So it's just kind of like, Oh, there's that thing from the trailer. And, and it might not have the effect that it would have had without that. Yeah. There was specifically a thing that I did not, I saw this at the, I saw this with Trevor. Um, and there was specifically a thing I did not point out that from reading the comics is more significant, but probably when they get into the thing in the movie, it will be apparent and that will kind of confirm what Trevor just said. And like, oh, I wish I hadn't seen that part or that that had not been in the movie or not been in the trailer. What about being a parent? What? I'm confused. It should be apparent when you see the movie. Oh. Like what I'm referencing. But I okay. I think you probably... It didn't mean anything to you. 
as we watched it. So I think you're good, but I don't want to point out what it was because of that. Something from the trailer? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you only pointed out like one thing, so I know what you're talking about. No, it's a thing I didn't point out to you. Oh, okay. Then I don't know what you're talking about. That could be the entire rest of the trailer. (laughs) Wait, what's the thing I pointed out? Um... The, again, I don't want to say too much for those who choose not to watch the trailer, but it's a part near the end um, that has to do with Thor. <laughs> okay, hold on. If someone has gotten this far into the show and insists on listening, even though they don't want to watch the trailers, it's kind of silly. Oh, was it about like art style? Uh, no, it's the part with Thor and the lightning. Yeah, that's art. That's what I was saying. The art style, like think. Art style. Should, are you saying that I should just say it so people know what I'm talking about? Dustin? Yes. Also, okay. because I want to know, and I was okay. left out in the cold on this, guys. I thought that Matthew was referring to when it shows Thor with like his eyes and are like the lightning is like in his eyes and mm-hmm. crumbling all around his body. That was just the thing, Dustin. Where I said that I liked that part of it because it's a it's a nod to some cooler art that's actually been in comics where like he has like lightning streaming from his eyes type thing Mm. i see and this is he, he i don't think he has his hammer in this section so it seems to be nodding to the power being more innately in himself or something i don't know but again, I kind of wish that hadn't been in the trailer because it would have been it would have been really cool to be surprised by it. But I guess that's my fault for watching the trailer because I already knew I was going to see the movie. I guess I don't find that to be too much of a spoiler because it I, maybe for the way they've done it in the movies, it he doesn't need the hammer to do that in comics necessarily. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying it feels kind of spoilery, but I don't even know what it's necessarily spoiling. It just think of it like how in Harry Potter, wizards could still do magic without a wand. What? Especially if they're practiced. I didn't know that. <laughs> Maybe the movies don't do that very well. Um, I've read the books. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Yes. That was surprising. To you. Okay. When do they... I thought they always used a wand. No, they have a whole thing about, like, nonverbal spells and... um, But they're still holding a wand when they do the nonverbal spells. Not necessarily. You're going to need to give me an example. But (laughs) it's just they... I don't recall specifically, but, like, there's... Harry does magic. Like, he phases the window open at the zoo and the snake comes out without having a wand. Like, they're... Part of the reason the kids go to school is so they can focus the magic so that it's not just erupting everywhere. Yeah. I guess so. I, I'm just imagining magic erupting everywhere. <laughs> like itty-bitty volcanoes of chaos. Um, I, I didn't think that they could use it in a way that was focused enough and powerful enough to accomplish the kinds of things they normally need to accomplish. I think you have to train at it, but it's a lot easier with a, it's 
focusing. Yeah, I don't know. That, the magic's inside them. <laughs> All I'm saying is they seem really focused on needing wands a whole lot of the time. Yeah, but some of that I think is learned a learned crutch thing. Like, you could without doing i don't know not all magic is even wand based this is we don't need to follow this discussion much further <laughs> so what's next on our list <laughs> ready player one. Oh, thor ragnarok i'm okay, excited fine. for pegasus and pegasuses and pegasuses moving on isn't it pegasi pegasuses is for days i'm pretty sure pegasus was the name of a specific winged horse but whatever oh my gosh what are you getting all huffy about? I, you're being pedantic about me referring to a winged horse as a Pegasus. I'm being pedantic because Matthew criticized and said, shouldn't it be Pegasi? And he, I just wanted to innocently throw out one last thing that I'm excited about for Thor. I thought you were going to say was, throw something. I was, <laughs> I was not going to rob you of that until... Never mind. Okay, I I am going to throw out one more thing about Thor that I should have said earlier. There's a part in the trailer where Thor and Hulk are having a conversation. What did you guys think of that segment? It annoyed me. It kind of vaguely annoyed me too, but I don't really know why. I don't like the Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) That's the reason. Um, And it's like, the our cultural norm of masculinity is to show that you are superior to all the other males in the room and that was an embodiment of it i felt that was kind of like a natural extension of the way they've done thor's character in the avengers things thus far like so that part didn't but like there was the even the whole thing where like in Age of Ultron, when he's talking to Tony Stark, and they're like comparing, they're being macho with their love interests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like saying, "Yeah, but uh, Jane's better." Like, just uh, that felt like it's just showing that Thor's competitive, and that specifically that was how they were playing that out with the Hulk. But it seemed, I don't know, did it? Did it? It didn't seem consistent with the way the Hulk's been done. Like, he hasn't been as verbal as all that. That's the part that seemed weird to me. And I don't mind them developing that in that direction, I guess. But there was something weird about the animation of it. Like, I almost felt like he looked younger. He he looked smaller and younger to me. And he was talking he wasn't only talking more he was talking differently like with a personality that didn't seem to quite fit anyway that sort of scene is exactly the kind of thing that always seems to change between the trailer and the movie so I'm not going to worry about it too much for now are we ready for player one (laughs) we're never going to be ready for player one Um, I'm ready I watched this trailer and I still don't want to read the book. (laughs) (laughs) Would it help if I said that it was not particularly clear that it was a movie for the same story? (laughs) (laughs) No. 
I mean, okay. I I wasn't uh, interested in reading the book prior to watching the trailer, and watching the trailer didn't do anything for me. So it's probably a good thing I read the book before seeing that trailer. <laughs> Can we talk about your tweet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can okay so so tell us about it what i mean by we talk about it i want you to i feel weird talking about my own tweet <laughs> okay there is a, a part of the trailer where it is hyping itself up and it says let me i'm gonna look at the image i took a screenshot from the trailer it says uh, well, I don't know what the screen before this said, but this screen said comes, I think it was like from Steven Spielberg, something, something comes Ernest Klein's Holy Grail of pop culture. And I tweeted that screenshot along with meanwhile on better worlds, Matthew, the story itself is incredibly basic. Trevor, it's not like my favorite book or anything. <laughs> Gets me every time. Yeah. So, Matthew, what do you think of them declaring it the holy grail of pop culture? Um, if it was the actual holy grail, that'd be nice because it wouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was hard. <laughs> was possibly harsher than I feel about Indiana that. Jones and the Last Crusade was a lie. <laughs> um... I, I feel like that's almost too, that's a very short-sighted way of defining it because that's like, it doesn't encompass all pop culture. It, a holy grail of pop culture should really encompass everything, but. Would it encompass everything or would it be like the most treasured artifact of pop culture? Or it just catches the blood of the crucified pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a secret analogy for, no, we're not going that far into it. Um, <laughs> so my first inclination when I saw that phrase in the trailer was to think of things that would actually be the Holy Grail of pop culture. Star Wars. I was reluctant to say it, but that was my first thought was, would it be Star Wars? Because Star Wars is this immensely popular pop culture thing that you didn't want to say it because you have that, <laughs> that issue. I have a reputation. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's something that's been around for 40 years. It's very popular. It has fans who go very deep with it. And it also is popular more widely among people who just enjoy the movies themselves. Um, I remember watching it as kids and stuff. I, I feel like that would make more sense. I still wouldn't call it that because I don't really know what the phrase Holy Grail of pop culture means but it certainly qualifies more than ready player one. And I'm sure a large number of other things do as well. I mean, the true Holy grail of pop culture won't have to declare itself the Holy grail of pop culture. It'll just know that makes sense. And it will be unassuming and humble. Right. So I guess whoever wrote that line chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's 
it just bottom line is it makes the movie seem incredibly self-important. And it is a movie that needs to not do that. <laughs> it, what am I trying to say? If, if ready, ready player one, where it succeeds as a book for the people for whom it succeeds, it does so because it respects the material it's referencing, not because it thinks that it is itself important. Yeah, that makes sense. Was that too roundabout a way of saying that? <laughs> no, it's not. It doesn't see itself as like the final fulfillment and um, deliverance of those materials. It like sees itself as a cup, perhaps, by which it's... <laughs> It's an homage, homage. Yeah, it sees it has a more respectful relationship homage? with it. Whereas, what am I trying to say? Homage, homage. It's an homage, not a fulfillment. Whereas everyone that that bombastic title makes it sound like this is it, everyone. This is the thing you've got to see if you appreciated pop culture. Get out and watch this movie. Okay, I do have. After having thought about this more than I would like i have a potentially more charitable interpretation of what they meant when they said that in the trailer and my theory is nope you can't say anything good about it my theory (laughs) don't worry it it is mean in its own way my theory (laughs) is that the person who wrote this line doesn't know what the term holy grail means holy grail batman and so so they think, holy grail, oh, that's like a quest for a thing. This is a movie about a quest for a thing, and it relates to pop culture. So it's almost like a holy grail of pop culture. And what they mean is it's a quest for a MacGuffin that is situated and defined by pop culture. So I guess what I would say is perhaps they're referring almost more to Monty Python and the Holy Grail than to the actual Holy Grail. <laughs> so either they are incredibly haughty or stupid. Yes. <laughs> my theory, my charitable theory is that the person who wrote this is simply stupid. <laughs> I feel like a lot of our charitable theories could come down to this. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about the trailer itself? Other than it continues to make me upset that everyone's not. (laughs) Okay. It upsets me that the actors aren't horribly unattractive. Yeah. Wade needs to be fat. The books completely drive home like all of the, it just, they should not be Hollywood actors. Yeah, and they can be attractive when they're in the Oasis, but yeah. when they are in the real world, they need to be chubby and whatever. They're else. probably going to have them look exactly the same in the Oasis or like have the probably. same face because they want them to be intelligible. As a, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, I'm trying to think of an analogy here. Um... Unfortunately, I don't have a ready store of male actors indexed by attractiveness. <laughs> so I'm having a hard time thinking of an example. Um, who's like prob- a moderately handsome male actor? 
Sorry. <laughs> Help me out here. No, what came to moderately handsome. <laughs> well, um, I really wanted to throw out like Batfleck, but that's not actually an actor. That's like the person playing a specific role. But I don't actually even think that he's necessarily moderately handsome. It was just the first person who came to mind. That's not what all the ladies say. Do they think he's moderately handsome? In, or like well, very no. handsome? In, I don't. Well, they might think his money is more handsome than he is. I don't know. Okay. Well, that's fair. I really want to make an analogy, but I can't think of actors to use. I'm um, just wondering if... Nathan Fillion. We said moderately handsome. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, well, Al is Adam Wash, Baldwin. <laughs> is Wash less attractive than Mal? Oh, yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. Okay, so maybe like he'll look like Wash in the real world, and then he'll go into the Oasis and he'll be Mal. <laughs> <laughs> that's the analogy. Like maybe like in the real world, he'll already be like, well above average attractive. And then when he goes in the Oasis, it'll just be like an Adonis that none of us can even imagine. Wait, I don't know. How did you say it? Adonis. Huh. I've never heard it done with the long O. I've only read it. Oh, it's Adonis. Okay. Good to know. Madonis? No. <laughs> Stop confusing him. <laughs> this whole section's getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> So we should move on if we – I don't have anything else no, no, to say. No, no. We need to talk about Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> All we've talked about that is that I'm one I'm ready for Player line, Two. <laughs> that one <laughs> – All we've talked about is that one horrible line from the trailer. Now, That's what the we trailer needed itself, for a thing. <laughs> the actors are way too attractive. What? That's what we needed for a quote was, Ready Player One, I'm ready for Player Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that might have implied that – I enjoyed oh, it so sequel? much I wanted the sequel. Yeah, that's not what I mean. No. <laughs> I'm ready for two player two furious. <laughs> player okay. three, Tokyo Dread now that anyway. I want to talk about the actual trailer. We've touched on the that one line and then the actors being too attractive. Um, <laughs> the other thing is just it's not a good trailer. It doesn't really tell you what it's about at all. It's just a conglomeration of action shots where you can see the various things that are going to be referenced in the movie. For instance, you see the iron giant walking alongside some people and people go, Oh, the iron giant's going to be in it. One, the iron giant is not in the book. So I don't know what that's about. Isn't that a nineties thing? Yeah. And honestly, I'm wondering if they're going to try to turn it into a 90s nostalgia thing instead of an 80s nostalgia thing. Which would be really weird just in light of, like, who the target audience is for the book. Like, how would they feel if they went to the theater and then it was, like, the next decade? So, I don't know. And then probably more than half of the trailer is just showing this racing scene which is not in the book at all. And like, they just spent way too long showing this racing thing that is not like maybe one or two shots would have been interesting in the trailer, but it just took up like the whole thing. And then on top of that, like they showed in the trailer, the beginning of the race, they show people wearing their haptic suits and visors and everything like 
getting into their chairs and the chairs are all set out like the cars are in the Oasis. Did you have any sense of what was going on with that, Matthew? No. It's just future it's, sports ball. Well, the idea of the Oasis is it's separate from the real world. So what you should have is there's people scattered all around wherever in their own rigs. And then in the game, they all come to this place together for the race. But then in the trailer, you have the people physically in the same place standing distributed the same way they would be if they were actually getting into cars and then like sitting down in the seats where they're going to race from. And it's, I just didn't understand the, the one-to-one mapping of the physical space and everything kind of made it look almost like they were in some augmented reality thing rather than a virtual reality thing, which is just a very different idea. So I don't, I don't know what was going on, but it didn't, give me too much confidence um yeah <laughs> i mean i don't think i went in with any amount of confidence and this it's possibly lower after yeah and we are we have really been ragging on this book and on this movie but i just want to reiterate matthew and i both thought the book was fine we thought it was a fun read the movie would have a lot of potential to be a really fun popcorn movie. I'm just not confident that it will even deliver on that level. It seems like the things that we didn't mind, or at least found like mildly redeeming about the book are being washed out into something more. I don't know if a generic's the right word, but as something of a character distinct from the book but bearing its name nonetheless in this movie. Right. Oh, and the last thing I want to say about this trailer, even though I said earlier that stranger things is not really about the eighties nostalgia, the trailer for season two from comic-con did use a lot of nostalgia, which is, it's kind of a different thing in my mind to use nostalgia for a trailer versus making the show about nostalgia. So I don't want to mix that up. Stranger Things is not about nostalgia. And yet the Stranger Things season two trailer actually did the nostalgia stuff way better than the Ready Player One trailer, which should be about nostalgia. So I don't know if either of you noticed that contrast, but Stranger Things, I would agree with that season two trailer was basically everything the Ready Player One trailer should have been. Like, seriously, just show some kids playing a video game and... Ready Player Eleven. You're way better off than (laughs) whatever that was they showed us. Like, show the kids playing a a video game and then they, like, take the visor off and they're not in the arcade anymore or whatever. It's just... (laughs) I wish that the Ready Player One people could have seen the Stranger Things trailer and then, like, used that as guidance. I'll stop ranting. (laughs) All right. Well, that finishes our topics for today. No, no it doesn't. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Trevor, please splice in some profanity covers. Beep, 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 beep. Superman. And that's why. Beep. <laughs> please, gentlemen, this is a family show. <laughs> and the horse you rode now. Um. 
so there was a lot of just stuff like around Infinity War. There was apparently the first sh- footage from it with again Infinity War being like Avengers three. I don't even know if is it called Avengers Infinity War or is it just called Infinity War? Um, it's going to be the big tentpole Marvel release next May. Um, and so they showed off like the first real batch of footage. It is Avengers Infinity War. Okay. Um, they showed off the first real batch of footage that they didn't release online, but people at Comic-Con saw. And apparently from descriptions I was reading, people were finding it just very exciting and overwhelming. Which sounds interesting, but then I'm almost worried about, like, there are so many people in this movie. I don't know if overwhelming is going to be too much of a good thing, if that makes sense. Like, I'm kind of worried about this movie just being a giant mess. (laughs) Because there's so many people in it that I... um, I don't know, a lot of like Marvel events that kind of do the same thing of bringing everyone together end up just being like three dozen heroes running into a field and not really doing much like detail fighting, but generically fighting a big bunch of people. And it's not that exciting as a result, but I don't know. Um, But there was lots of, anyway, people seemed to respond positively to that footage. And then there were lots of, um, uh, they released like, was that at that or the thing? I can't remember if it was at Comic-Con or before that they showed models of the Black Order or whatever they're calling them in this movie. Like Thanos' generals who were getting four out of five from the comics, which is interesting. Um they were showing more off of like Thanos's design, which he isn't wearing a helmet, which made a lot of people is a change up from his classic look. And he just kind of looks angry and bald uh, and purple. Um, I don't know. Did you guys have any thoughts on what you were seeing about infinity war? Nope. (laughs) It does look like there are going to be a lot of heroes in it. It's literally every hero who has been in a title of a marvel uh yeah so it's all of the anyone who's an avenger anyone who is on guardians of the galaxy black panther doctor strange um captain marvel they didn't show off in that but she is going to be in it spider-man's in it just like there's that's a lot of people (laughs) won't it have ant-man the wasp and janet van dyne I don't know if it'll have Janet Van Dyne since they haven't introduced her yet. Okay. And that movie's going to, I mean, they they haven't, like, introduced her as a hero. She's going to be more in the next Ant-Man movie, which follows this. I think. Will it have the Wasp? I don't know that if we know. Okay. I The graphic that I saw was, I think, 6 by 6 And that was, like, not even that far into Comic-Con. So, like, 36 superheroes. I mean, yep, that. Yeah, so <laughs> I remember when the Avengers came out, people were really skeptical because it had, what, like five or six heroes? And they said there was just no way it was going to fail because it had too many superheroes. And then that that has just kind of continuously 
escalated with, I think, more people deciding at each point that they've crossed the line to too many heroes. I think they've handled it really well up to this point, even with Civil War having like yeah, Civil War 12 or 13 different characters, and somehow they still all get character development. And even the new characters have some of the best arcs. It's just, I don't know how they do it, but every time I rewatch the big team-up movies, I think I appreciate the way they balance out the characters more each time. Yeah, they. I'd say they've earned the benefit of the doubt. It's just, I don't know how, I just am not good enough at envisioning things to figure out how they're going to pull it off. Also, there's a... Yeah, and like... And 12, going from like 5 to however many were in Age of Ultron and then up to 12 seemed like a lot. But now we're jumping from 12 to 36 plus. So, like, it's a pretty big leap. Well, and I think they're going with characters, not necessarily just heroes. Because, like, Thanos' generals probably aren't going to all get a bunch of development time. I would I, they're not counted in that number, though. Oh, they aren't? This was, I think this was just protagonists. Okay. Um, maybe I pulled, not. I, maybe I'm not remembering they, that right. They put out a big promotional interconnecting postery thing. And on it, I'm going to count right now who is on. The is post. it a six by six grid? <laughs> um, it is not. But then it's not the it's, one that I was thinking of. It's the title. It's the big thing that shows who they're perceiving their characters as being. And it's. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, Where thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. So just counting the people that are on there, they're up to twenty-two. Okay. And that I don't see Ant Man on it. Which it's it could too just small. be that he is very small <laughs> and I might not be able to see him in this picture. Um but the important thing is that Captain America has a beard. That is the important thing. <laughs> we can put this does picture he also in. have like a fake nose attached to glasses <laughs> <laughs> no i believe this is chris evans actually grew a beard hmm. it's not and they actually put it in in a decent way instead of apparently like having let's say an actor playing superman having grown a silly mustache and refu- and then going back and reshooting justice league not that that happened what <laughs> they called in justice league people for reshoots and the guy who plays superman has a big handlebar mustache or something at the moment oh goodness so i don't know how they're going part of me kind of <laughs> wants them just to shoot the reshoots <laughs> splice in the footage they need and just have it cut back and forth between <laughs> that would actually improve the movie the movie that we haven't seen yet oh i don't i'm just saying it could be the best movie ever and that would improve the movie Maybe they'll remove the mustache with CGI. Are you still bitter about the Superman vision thing? No, that had nothing to do with oh, okay. that, honestly. Okay. I was just saying it could, if you... The poor, crummy, obvious editing is... <laughs> um, that's just apparent to everyone who watches it is humorously bad, and I find it amusing. I mean, they already tried that shtick with Batman versus Superman, though. <laughs> How's that? Poor crummy editing. Oh, I see. I thought you were just I'm saying just, like sorry. I've, that was important. Between people having mustaches and beards and stuff. All the no, time. I'm just being needlessly mean. Um, we can put the interconnecting poster 
thing into show notes if anyone is interested. Yes, we will. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, what are the odds that we get two Thanos movies? What do you like separate movies? Yeah. I don't know that they could sustain that. Um, do you know anything about what the second movie is that comes after infinity war? Um, I thought it was untitled at the moment. Yeah. Infinity war. I mean, I'm assuming <laughs> that this is going to end where he's just kicked all their butts, got the gauntlet and they're kind of left reeling and it'll essentially be, you're waiting a year to see how that plays out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought so, you were saying like movies that just like detail his like childhood growing up on. Oh Titan no 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 no! Please no. Um, how um, everyone picked on him, and that's what, I, don't know, I that's just not, meant a second happen, movie but, where he's the main villain. And then like his dalliance with trying to woo death. That would be the Squirrel Girl movie, and she would beat him because she's unbeatable. Who's unbeatable? Maybe that's who they were talking to, and they said, "I don't know if you're here soon enough, or whatever." Yes, she's making an appearance in the DCEU. Yeah. Wait, who is? She's going to save everyone. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Oh. Yeah, she has beaten him. Um, Alfred? <laughs> I mean, she can beat her. She beat Galactus, so but Alfred's probably doable. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what was I saying? So, Matthew, what I'm asking is second movie where Thanos is the main villain. Does that oh, seem yeah. likely to you? Okay. Yes. Does that seem like guaranteed at this point? I would imagine so. Okay. But they could surprise you and have it be like, but Than well, they can't go to Galactus because he's over at Fox, so um and they can't yeah, no, that's it's probably gonna stay Thanos. Yeah, the first thing that I saw that seemed to confirm that was several months ago when one of the actors kind of accidentally let slip, they said, Oh yeah, we just finished wrapping infinity war, but you know, we got to go back soon and do gauntlet. And at that point, like everything was completely hush hush about what the next movie was going to be. And so people jumped on that and were like infinity gauntlet confirmed. But it, it, that's the least spoilery spoiler of all time. Like oh, yeah, it, it, yeah. why could they, if it's called Infinity Gauntlet, it's like it's only been in every single promotional shot, and they've like had like years of him like picking up gauntlets and like thinking well, no, about no, no, no. the spoiler. <laughs> the spoiler, if you want to call it that, in this situation, is not that there's going to be something involving the gauntlet. It's that he might not necessarily even have the gauntlet fully assembled until the second movie. That's what would be being revealed in that case. But I mean, I kind of figured it would be building up and them trying to have to, I don't know, I guess I just yeah. see it kind of crescendoing in him getting the gauntlet or like getting really close to getting the gauntlet or essentially having the gauntlet and then the movie kind of cutting from there and leaving it more or less cliffhangery. Yeah, that makes sense. As much as, and I'll be happy if they have find a way to not have the vision horribly murdered, but they're probably going to horribly murder him. I don't worry, he'll re resurrect like superman <laughs> i think with i'm gonna assume a superman he never died because you can't actually kill superman or something stupid like that 
I'm assuming his heartbeat got really, really slow and they buried him. And then he woke up or something. I don't know. The vision, they're literally going to... Wow, Matthew, I thought you said you'd never seen the movie. But... <laughs> Did that actually happen? I, that's what happened. No, in... I'm just being sarcastic. When they actually killed Superman, that's what happened. Mm. In the whole death of Superman thing from the 90s. Anyway, the vi- he doesn't have an animating like primordial force in his forehead that's going to be ripped out by a madman and then probably rip the corresponding animating energy out of his forehead. My prediction is that even though we know the mind stone is what gave him life, I think that they will simply have him weakened. That would be nice. But I also feel like they're going to, to make it have gravitas, like kill someone. Yeah. I don't know who, but that's going to be somebody whose contract is over. I kind of feel like they're going to kill Captain America. Yeah. Because they've got two play replacements lined up. Hmm. Yeah. Bucky Dungan and who? Redbird. Ah. <laughs> Red Wing. Red Wing. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I accidentally made a sports reference. Uh, Red. <laughs> Red Wing would also be one, right? That's what I meant, Red Wing. But I accidentally named no, the Cardinals. Red Wing would instead. also be a sports reference. Yes, no. it would be. No. Detroit. No. Yep. No. Detroit has a hockey team called the Red Wings. No. They call, they've got a song called Hockey City. No. <laughs> Take me down to the hockey city. Oh, my goodness. I had to listen. I was forced <laughs> to listen to Ro- Guns N' Roses at work the other day. At gunpoint. <laughs> Essentially. It was not good. Um, okay, so more on Infinity War as it develops, and probably some sort of centric episode on that in, what would the timing be on that, nine months? Yeah, that's right, nine months. So it's like three episodes from now. <laughs> it's basically like we're just telling them right now that we're pregnant with this idea, and that in nine months they'll be an Infinity War baby. Congratulations. <laughs> Wow, Thanos looks stupid in this picture. In the one I sent you? Yeah. I just um, now oh, looked wait. at it. Um, I've got another one I'll show you later that doesn't have to be Better send me a link, because every time you mention a picture, I have to look it up for show notes. <laughs> it's in the chat. Oh. Click. Yeah, him Click. without... I'm not a big fan of him without the helmet. Uh, this does he was have what some I, kind of purple beard? Beard or something? Goatee? That's his chin. He always has has a a goatee chin. He has a wrinkled chin. Who has a wrinkled chin? An alien. Oh my goodness. He looks like a purple scroll. That's how his thing has always been. Um, When did Black Widow's hair turn white? She's a spy. She can change her appearance. At will? (laughs) Using modern technology, essentially. Um, I like how the poster actually has two Mind Stones in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, it technically, I mean, three. It has No, it has two, um, two Mind Stones and two Time Stones, because look at Doctor Strange. Well, I guess you can't technically see. You know he has the Eye of Agamotto, though. Uh, no, he puts it back on the pedestal at the end. Yeah, but he probably pulls it off to go fight a mad alien attacking the planet. 
Are we sure this is a real pick and not some kind of fan this is, creation? This is the real thing. It's like draw a line between on either side of Thanos and they released posters like that. Hmm. And these are all pieced together. Well, they look bad. Although I, it, do, it does kind of look like it's made up when you're... <laughs> this was just like pro- posters they gave away at the... Whatchamacallit. Um, oh, that thing. Yeah. Comic-Con. <laughs> the thing we're talking about. Yeah. Bad job, um, Marvel. Th- this was where I was counting people. Yeah. Or counting heroes and got to... What was that? 24? 22? 22. Yeah. Anyway, should we wrap I don't know if this looks bad. I think it looks... Bad. It looks almost like it's painted or something. I think it's supposed to be. Like, I don't think it's photos. I think, like, especially looking... Yeah, it's looking, supposed to be 100% photorealistic. It's supposed to have sort of a painted effect. Like, especially Loki looks... That's what's weird. I was thinking, what's weird about Groot? He's teen Groot. He's not... Uh, is he going to be teen Groot for the whole movie? Probably. Oh, my god. Until that joke is done. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I even want to see this movie anymore. <laughs> Let Groot be Groot. I mean, Thanos just looks like some crappy CG that was done decades ago. I mean, he's going to look like how he looked in Guardians. Yeah, he looks bad in this poster is what I'm saying. They did a bad job. And they should feel bad? Yes. Bad Marvel. Bad. I'm interested in if you can find that grid, Trevor. Uh... It's possible they were also counting in, like, I'm assuming, like, Nick Fury would be in it, but, like, as a side character. Anyway, should we, we should wrap this up. I was about to say this was way easier to find than I expected, and then it wasn't what I thought it was. So you're saying you still haven't found what you're looking for? I still believe. Um, yeah, Matthew, I scrolled past it on Facebook at one time. Okay. So I don't know if I'll ever see it again. The Wikipedia page does list both Maria Hill and, um, or Colby Smulders and Samuel L. Jackson. So we can throw that in and round it up to an even two dozen. Maybe it was, did I send you guys a picture of it? Not that I'm aware of. Don't know that I remember. Oh, they're going to have one of the Dora Milaje in it. Okay, so maybe we can round that up to 25 then. Maybe it was 5 by 5. That could work. Well, we're kind of spinning our wheels at this point. Yeah, like I said, we we can wrap this up. We'll talk about it again at some point. Do you want to close this out, Trevor? Oh, right. I was just going to stop recording. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can find them at betterworlds.net slash podcast slash 17. You can find us on Twitter at betterworldsnet, and you can email us at feedback at betterworlds.net. We also have a Slack group 
where you can join the discussion. You'll need an invitation, so just email us at that email address and we'll send you an invitation. If you don't know what Slack is, it's just like a chat group kind of thing with a couple different channels for friendly discussion. Um, This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is a thing for audiobooks. (laughs) Please tell me more. (laughs) Audible is a place to buy audiobooks, but if you go to audibletrial.com slash betterworlds, you can get an audiobook for free along with a 30-day free trial. They have apps so that you can listen to these books wherever. Um, and I have found that audiobooks are a great way to read way more than I would if I stuck with just visual reading. Um, my recommendation for this episode is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which I just finished listening to. There is a new edition. Please tell of it. me it's not narrated by the guy in the movie. There is a new edition of it that they just released that is narrated by Newt Scamander himself. Oh my goodness. Eddie Redmayne, who played him in the movie. And it's pretty great. Uh, it sounds pretty horrible to me. Why does that sound horrible to you? We've already had this discussion. I thought he was not a good actor. I thought he was a very good actor. If if he only needed to express one emotion, then sure. Um, he needed to express that emotion for this movie, and he did so <laughs> the whole time. Anyway. Are you being defensive because he's a Hufflepuff? That is absolutely one of the reasons that I'm being defensive. <laughs> <laughs> he is a Hufflepuff who knows that animals are better than people and doesn't quite know how to deal with people, so I kind of relate to him. Hmm. Um, if you want a good narrator, you could download the X-Files Cold Cases narrated by David Duchovny himself. Isn't it Duchovny? Uh, David, that's what I said, Duchovny. I've never heard his name actually said. That is an interesting prospect. I will have to check that out. I'm on board for both of these things. Um, <laughs> I So Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, just in case you don't know what it is. It is, it's not a novelization of the movie. It is the fictional book that the movie's based on, except it's not fictional anymore because they wrote it. So, uh, I guess it's one of the kids textbooks in the earlier movies. And then they made a book of the same name that is basically the textbook, albeit much shorter than a regular textbook. Again, you can find that at audibletrial.com slash betterworlds. Thanks for listening. Go then. Hey, Dinklebot is in this. No! He is? Yeah. Weird. And people are speculating that he will play MODOK. Not a ghost. I still feel like Modoc is kind of the closest to that he could get. Yeah. That feels terrible, and I don't... Racist isn't the right word, but... <laughs> silent, small person racist.